Okay. Hello, everybody. And it looks like I am clear now. Hello, everybody. Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, and podcast. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, everybody. Got a huge show tonight. Uh, the SEC is going to 10 conference games. Want to comment on that? That's not too bad, along with Notre Dame. Wanted to add in there, going to play the ACC. Not a bad deal there. Want to give you my thoughts on the NBA return, which I really liked. If anybody's been reading my Twitter feed or anything of that nature. Uh, but also, uh, wanted to talk about uh, the death of Harvey Updike. Some of you may or may not know who this guy is. But first, let and I got David Njoku's story, Joey Bosa's contract. I got a huge show tonight, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. But I want to start off on this second day of August um, 2020 here with this full sports slate weekend that if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And I said this from the get-go that and this giving these players, these 20-somethings options to opt out of contracts it is the most ludicrous. I said it last week. It's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Uh, I know that there are, there are media, there's media pressure with this coronavirus. I know that there's local uh, governmental uh, pressure from local authorities, uh, with, with, which is something completely different. Uh, I just know that there's pressure from agents, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Sestibus, I can't remember. I can't see the guy's name, but you guys know who I'm talking about. This guy is the... Um, player here from the um Yosebis set whatever his name is the Mets player was MIA uh he opted out didn't tell anybody Lorenzo Kane in uh, major league baseball player opted out in the middle of the season didn't tell nobody now the NFL there was a story out about uh two or three hours ago this is from pro football talk the NFL reportedly wants to shorten the deadline for opting out desire to give players less time to decide on playing 2020 season for at least two specific concerns. This is from Pro Football Talk uh, just a few hours ago. As one source explained to Pro Football Talk, teams are concerned that some players think that they won't make the team or choosing to opt out and take the six-figure stipend while players apparently owe money back to the teams if they fail to make the roster in 2021. No team wants to have that. Uh, it'll be from one hundred fifty to $350,000. Another concern comes from issue was previously flagged. Some agents per source are using the threat of the opt-out as leverage to get clients in new contracts. Okay, that was from Pro Football Talk. And, you know, I'm an empathetic guy. I understand guys with these kids and all that. I, but But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if the government says that you can play these games and the leagues come up with these rules and regulations of how to safely play this sports, you pro athlete are professional. You, there should never been an opt-out option. Not unless you personally have 
you know, I understand Matt Stafford's got COVID. I get it. Uh, The issue with the Marlins, I get all that. I get that. But giving these guys that option, most of the – and, you know, I've got a whole list. I'm going to go over the Patriots deal there. And I do think that the Patriots, from the get-go, their lack of uh, movement and and, and, um, lack of movement and free agency, except when they wanted to sign Cam Newton when this story came out about them cheating with the uh, Cincinnati filming scandal, that is – they didn't. They Sam Cam Newton to to knock that other uh, public relations nightmare off the front page there, and they wanted to sell tickets. The Patriots want a quarterback, you know. And Bill Belichick, he's not freaking out about these players opting out. But anyways, my thing is, if you are, if you got a contract, you need to honor that contract. They should have never, never gave these players that opt that option. It's probably going to cost the Lakers a championship with Avery Bradley. You know, at the end of the day, you're hired to do a job. You're paying millions of dollars to do a job. There are safety precautions put in uh, place for you guys, uh, you athletes out there that approach the program to do your job. I don't have an opt-out option when I'm a medical carrier. I go right, I carry the coronavirus every day of the week. I carry tests for the coronavirus. I have, to, I have to deal with uh, hand sanitizer, the double bag. I wipe stuff down. I had to deal with gloves at some point. But, you know, these guys and the NFL's right here, you know, and uh, these agents and players are using people like Clay Travis to talk about the Corona Bros and the media, the sports media, uh, to, to play on their side. But they, they, these leagues should have never gave these guys that option. Now, I did read a little bit up on the option. Now, players will lose their base salary. They get a hundred in NFL. They get a hundred fifty thousand dollars stipend, but they won't lose um, salary options. They won't lose that year. They can pick up next year. But I'm sure owners and players are, are owners and, and coaches and general managers, particularly management are looking for ways around it. I said, man, what are you giving these guys an opt-out option for? You know, you give these 20-somethings that kind of money to opt out of a contract, they're going to do it every time. You know, I was looking at Dante Hightower and, um, oh, God, all these Patriots who were at C.J. Mosley for the Jets. They just don't want to play. You know, these lame excuse. I have a son. I got a granddad. You know, you guys could complain that all around. You know, we all have family members and everything. The rest of us have to go back to work. We're essential workers, you know. And, you know, that that's what I don't like about, and that's what I say about giving these, this is the backside to giving too much power to the players, too much guaranteed contracts. And I'm going to go over a guaranteed contract that was huge, Joey Bosa. But if you look at this, uh, Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle, Luke Stockdell, defensive tackle, Bills, the Giants, Damian Williams from the Chiefs, not the Giants, yeah, the Giants, Nate Soldier. These are all 30s. These guys just want to get healthy. They ain't worried about the coronavirus. But meanwhile, your Giants, the Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life because they got another left tackle to replace. You know, Devin Funches with the Green Bay Packers. I got a good suggestion for that, by the way, and I'll talk about that in a minute. 
But, you know, big player, C.J. Mosley, Yacht, uh, what is it, Yonisus, People thought this guy may have committed suicide or something. People thought he may have gotten, uh, maybe dead. They was looking for him hours before the game started. He was a no-show for the Mets today in baseball. Uh, Lorenzo Kane. you know, I understand we're in unorthodox situations, but, you know, major league uh, sports owners, general managers, TV executives, don't ever give a 20-something that kind of power. Don't give some 30-something that kind of option because they're going to take advantage of it every time. Just because you're a professional don't make you a professional, you know. And, um, you know, I was watching that last chance you – at first, I thought that coach, by the way, it's great. Anybody, if you haven't seen it, first time ever watching it, Last Chance You is about a, um, what is it called? Uh, oh, God, a community college for a junior college for, for guys that couldn't make it into major colleges, grades and stuff like that. The guy out of Oakland. And this guy is hard as I'll get out on these kids. He is hard as hell, you know. And then I went back and looked up some oh, the the, the, the Players that he were riding in the ground, they all got scholarship offers. Yeah, unbelievable. Even the guy that uh, the the white kid that kept running out of bounds, he had a four or five. But he, you know, guy kept telling him, "Hey man, you're running out of bounds every time. You've been here three years." He rode that kid and rode that kid, and that kid got a scholarship. So, but that's that tough love mentality, you know. The show must go. There's an old, and I said this last week. I said it the week before that. And I said that when this when this thing first started, the show must go on. This country is built on adapting and overcoming. You know, we have to be empathetic in, in one way, but in another in another form, we, we have to be men about this. This country is not built on fear. This is built on resilience, toughness. Look up World War Two. See what we had to go through uh, when we stormed Normandy. You know. And it's embarrassing at this point. I mean, people thought Cespedes was dead. That was a report, man. Nobody, nobody, this guy didn't show up to the stadium, didn't call nobody, did nothing. And um, looks like my uh, feed here off of, uh, I think it's still going, though. I'm just going to keep it going anyways. Let's see. Okay, it's still showing, so I, I bet I'm still showing up here on Facebook. But, and as far as the Patriots are concerned, you know, I want to make this clear. The Patriots, uh, I mean, how many players? I'm going to make sure I got this right. Uh, Dante Hightower, uh, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung. I mean, just a boatload of players have opted out. That doesn't count. The players that they cut, Stephen Koskowski, uh, that doesn't count. Uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, uh, the Patriots were in salary cap. Uh, they, they had $23 million in dead money. That's the part nobody else in the media is talking about today, is they had $23 million in dead cap money. $4 million, that was from Antonio Brown signing. 11 of that was from Tom Brady the adjustments on his contract year after year after year, they had a balloon. They were ready to bust. You know, Tom Curran, I think it's from Boston Globe, said that if they were in playoff mode, these guys wouldn't. Have. Now, my, my thing is these players just didn't want to play. 
They, they, they wanted that easy option. They wanted that stipend. They wouldn't apply. These owners should have never, never gave in to the opt-out option. Take a chance. Sue me. That's fine. Sue me. They should never. You give an inch, they take a mile. And But going back to the Patriots, they didn't make any moves because they want to tank. And it's just temporary. You know, if you look at it in real perspective and business perspective, transitioning, they want to get a better draft pick. And I don't blame them, you know. Jared Stidham's not the answer. They were forced to tam Cam Newton. That was a public relations move. It's good for Cam, but Cam has nobody to throw to. Uh, that offensive line issues, uh, their offensive line coach retired. This is a year to get all that dead money, $23 million. That's a $195 million cap. $23 million, that's a fifth of your cap. Uh, that's bad. You know, that that's a chunk of your cap. Uh, they may draft bad draft picks over the years. They need to get a higher draft pick. They have accumulated draft picks, but they don't get high draft picks. And I was reading, they have, uh, there's a guy named Trey Lance that's getting a lot of buzz. He is a quarterback out of North Dakota State. This guy's 23 touchdowns, no interceptions, 2,786 yards. That's a third quarterback that's going to be highly drafted. Uh, you, you want to look at him. You want to obviously Trevor Lawrence. Looks like Jacksonville's aiming to get him. They've gotten rid of everybody. And, of course, you got Justin Fields out of Ohio State. It was fantastic. His numbers are even better than this uh, Trey, uh, Trey Lance. Excuse me. He's North Dakota State quarterback. Very quick. Makes uh, those are great deep balls watching YouTube videos of him. So the Patriots are trying to lose these games. They, they want to look. Now, Belichick, he's not going to throw a game. He's going to coach these players up. But, it, you know, they're not going to be able to stop the run. They had problems stopping the run last year. Remember, they were good at stopping the pass uh, last year. Not really good. If you look at the Cleveland game, we, we saw the, the Tennessee game, the 185 yards that uh, that Derrick Henry ran on New England. So they, they, they got a lot of. To, to, to rebuild there. And they're not going to do it with Jared Stidham. And now all these players, Bill Belichick has a the great all, – all the, the focus is going to be on coronavirus. It's going to be all the players around the league. Now, of course, C.J. Mosley, you know, uh, he, 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 did, he didn't like the coach there. In my opinion, uh, there's a lot of bad blood coming out about Adam Gates. And these guys just don't want they, – they want that op, that option and not to lose that salary cap money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, high tower, but they're doing this. This is by design. They're probably a six and ten team now. They were eight and eight, seven, and not now they're six and ten. Uh, if you look at the roster now with, with Patrick Chung, that's their lead safety. He's out, and of course uh, Dante High Tower. Belichick's looking at this. Hey, I need that high draft pick. I need me a Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I need a possible Justin Fields forever. Uh, I need a, uh, and if I really get lucky, maybe a Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, like I said a few months ago, maybe he just pulls a John Elway and says, I will not play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe he does that. Uh, players are running from them like, 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 like the house is on fire. So there's a lot to be, uh, and, and quite, I don't blame the Patriots. You know, there's no lottery in the NFL. There, uh, it's not like a draft lottery like the NBA. You know, so I think that is a um, 
two big takes from there. Like I said, owners, uh, general managers, never should never gave the players that option. And all major sports, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially the NFL. That's why the NFL is trying to push that uh, up to the third and get that over with. These players are looking for ways to get out and not playing. They care less about the coronavirus. They're about themselves. And, of course, I could have told you that. Okay. Switching gears here to other NFL news. Speaking of NFL, Joey Bosa, uh, top five pass rusher in the NFL, according to CBS, a top 50 player overall, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, Man, he signed a $78 million guaranteed contract here with the, the stay with the LA Chargers. His signing bonus was $35 million, fully guaranteed roster bonus due August 15th. He's not he's not opting out. He's getting his big money. You know, 2021 $1 million fully guaranteed signing. 2021, uh 13 to 75 million fully guaranteed at signing in 2021 base salary. 2022, 21.25. It's a whole lot of money. Uh you want to stop. You want to rush the passer, and you want to stop other guys from rushing your passer. Now, he he's useless if you've got a guy like Tom Brady. That's his words. That's not mine. He says, I, "You know, I can get to the quarterback in three seconds, but he gets he gets rid of it two point five. How many Tom Brady's are out there? This guy right here, him and Melvin Ingram with their pass rush, they calls you to check down. And if you got decent line, you don't have to have great. If you got decent safety, if you got decent linebackers, you are put at a third and long situation more often than not because he's got to check down to the running back. Sometimes he misses the running back. Sometimes the quarterback has to throw the ball away. That's how good this guy is. I can make the argument that Joey Bosa, and I looked this up, and this is my opinion. I've been watching him for 25 years. Um, he's the best pass rusher in, tw- in, in 20 years, you know, that, that that this team has had. I know that they had another guy, uh, Sean Marion. Sean Merriman had his glory years. He also played on a great defensive team there. Uh, you know, you want to talk about Junior Seau? I love Junior Seau. He was a linebacker. He, did, he was not a um, – Yes, they are the best tandem. I would have said, yeah, if you put him and Melvin Ingram, uh, pass rusher out of Auburn there, uh, I think they're the best tandem out there right now. You know, maybe Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Bradley Chubb can't stay healthy right now. So, But if you if you ask me today, if you ask me today, Joey Bosa, he, 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 he's, like, uh, he's, he's like a Matthews. His brother played. His dad played. We saw how his brother is – Unbelievable. Some say he's better than Joey. Um, that's debatable. You know, his brother's got a better roster around him, Nick, with, with the 49ers. His dad played. The NFL, these players, uh, the general, the management for, for the Chargers, they're looking at this and saying, this is probably one of the best. This guy's a junior sayout level player. He's probably, a, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he, he's playing that good. I remember he missed, he held out for, um, when he got drafted, he held out a big chunk of training camp. He didn't get started till about a few games in the season. 
and he hit the ground running. This guy looked like a seasoned pro as a rookie, and he, he just got better and better and better. Uh, I know it's a lot of money, but when you're a team like that who really can't keep players, when you have a player, and, and I'm not big at playing defensive players, even pass rushers like this, but when you have an all-timer like this, he's a, you have a potential all-timer with that pedigree, with that family name, like the Matthews, like I said, uh, Bruce Matthews, Clay Matthews, that whole family, they have a family of just great pass rushers there that uh, he's like a thoroughbred, you know. He's like a secretariat offspring. Um, I'm okay with that. This guy's going to come to play every single week. Uh, he, he, You have to change what you do schematically week in and week out, and you're paying against Patrick Mahomes twice a year for the next 10 years plus. So I'm totally okay with Joey Bosa. I know it's a massive contract. I wouldn't pay a safety this kind of contract. I wouldn't pay, for God's sake, I wouldn't play. Yes. Yeah, I mean he's not a linebacker, but yeah, you could you could put him up there with Derek Thomas. He's not a. Um, I wouldn't pay like a tight end or or, or a running back or receiver this kind of money, but uh, left tackle, uh, pass rusher, lead corner possibly, yes, possibly Jalen Ramsey possibly, but uh, this guy's more consistent, um, very good player there. Speaking of players, okay, David Njoku. David Njoku uh, must have been watching Sports Scope because he said that, okay, I'm coming back. You know, uh, I guess he must have seen my thing about Drew Rosenhaus. The optics look bad. Uh, uh, the, the, he, this is a tight end out of Cleveland. Said he's going to hold out for a bigger contract. He was coming off injury last year. He only played four games. And... You don't want to be holding out when your last when when the last game you've seen people that people seen the last season people see you in is an injury plague season. You don't want to hold out for eight games, come back and get injured again. So, like I said before, he she needs to come in here and take advantage of what he has, which is a well. I say this, I'm not exaggerating about that which is a well of a roster around him. When you have Austin Hooper, when you have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper's the other tight end they signed. When you have, they signed, um, who did they sign? They signed a, a right tackle here from um, Tennessee here, and I'm trying to find his name now, Jake Cochran. They summed up their offensive line. They've got Kevin Stavinsky calling the shots now as a uh, they've upgraded. They've got a little bit more experience at head coach. This guy is going to get favorable coverage across the middle because those safeties have to pay attention to Jarvis Slander and definitely in healthy Odell Beckham, who is supposed to be 100%. This guy is going to get favorable coverage. He can, you can do him deep. You can do him short. Across the middle is going to be wide open with that running game. The linebackers are going to be uh, they're going to be flat footed because you you got to keep an eye on Cream Hunt. You've got Nick Chubb there uh, now. Baker Mayfield with these weapons, and he said, "I'm all in for Cleveland." He's saying that because he wants to he wants to tear them stats up this year, and I th he's got the talent. 
the ability to do it, you know, uh, then this is a big season for Baker Mayfield. If he can't have a close to a possible Pro Bowl year, he could possibly have an MVP year with this talent. If he plays the way he has been playing, that Mayfield, Mayfield, that they may get rid of Mayfield because this is you're not going to get the better slate than this. We're giving you, we're giving you the, this, the Corvette. We're giving you, we're giving you the NASCAR. This is a NASCAR reference here, Pickles. I know you're a NASCAR guy. You got the best pit crew. You got the best engine. You got, you, you got the pole. Now you got to do is win it. This is my thing about Baker Mayfield. So Najoku did the right thing. Play your butts out, butt off, ball out. And 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 the flip side of this is everybody's picking the rave. The Ravens are are, are favored in every game. That. They're going to lose one of these Cleveland games. I'm telling you right now, pending injury, they're going to lose one of these Cleveland games. This game, this team's going to be tough to beat. Now, I don't think they're going to win it. I think Pittsburgh's going to win the AFC North. I think Baltimore will probably get a wild card. Cleveland could be a sleeper. Um, Denver could be a sleeper. Possibly uh, the Colts. Uh, and, of course, Houston. Um, may, maybe one of the uh, NFC East teams, but I will say this. Well, yeah, they possibly Odell Beckham has been on the trading block since he got there. Uh, they have too many bodies there, but I'll tell you this. If these guys, like I said from the get-go, once they started signing all these players, they brought in Jack Coughlin, they got Kareem Hunt back, they've got Kevin Stefanski, he's going to bring in that zone blocking. These guys need to run as much hurry up as they can because they got so much talent on the offensive side. You want to get as many plays with your best players as possible. And I think Cleveland can do that. If this guy's smart, that's exactly what he'll do. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, it's a lot of pressure on you. But uh, this guy's played really well. In college, he played well on the road. He had some uh, – he shined a little bit. He had some sparks, some flashes in 2018. I know things were upside down last year. Uh, I, I expect big things out of them. Could be wrong. If I am wrong, he's gone. So that is what I have to say about that. Hold on, everybody. I've got to switch over my uh, getting close to the end. Of in other news, Antonio Brown, uh, he, Antonio Brown's finally got his suspension. He's got an eight-game suspension. Uh, he has not appealed that suspension. He's going to play. Uh, he's going to wait out a half the season. And, you know, I was looking at this guy. This guy just turned 32 on July the 10th, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, I know this sounds crazy, but he wasn't legally charged. I think he had one small actual criminal air quote criminal charge rest of it was civil with that with that woman uh there's a few teams i'm going to name them here in just a second i'd give this guy a shot if, if teams that that need another player if you if you sign this guy with incentive base bottom of the barrel uh, and I think he would sign it because I think he's getting desperate. He's putting all these videos out. He looks great. He, he's good out of the cut. He can get open. He's tough. He can take a hit. 
He's durable. I would still give him a shot. You know, I would give him one of those incentive-based contracts, the league minimum for a veteran, and I think he's desperate enough at this point, as long as he's been out here, to – and the Ravens have been valid. I'm, Hollywood Brown's his cousin. Now, I wouldn't if I if I was the Ravens, I wouldn't go there. I think he may put too much pressure on Lamar. But I tell you where I would sign him. Um, Houston, Brandon Cooks been traded twice. He's highly inconsistent. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is now an Arizona Cardinal. Um, another Will Fuller cannot stay healthy for an entire season. Will Fuller will be hurt by week eight. Will Fuller will be hurt by week eight. Uh, there are other, uh, Cobb, uh, Randall Cobb has been hurt. He's a, he's a slot guy. You want to replace DeAndre Hopkins for peanuts, go out and get Antonio Brown. You're going to need him. Now, I think that, that Deshaun Watson, if he's not hurt and done for the season by week eight, if I'm Houston, that's one of the teams I would call. Tennessee, I mentioned this before. They've got Corey Davis, who was underachieved. He's on the, he was on a trading block um, in the offseason. Tennessee never traded him. This guy's in a contract year. He was the number five pick. Tennessee picked him over Jamal Adams. Huge mistake. It's, it's sour milk. Uh, but they got A.J. Brown. This guy is proven to be a number one receiver. You put Antonio Brown there. I don't have a lot of faith in Jonu Smith. Tennessee's a contender. They made it to the AFC Championship game last year. More teams are going to crowd the blocks to stop Derrick Henry. Uh, Antonio Brown will be an excellent one-year rental player here. Uh, Tennessee plays a lot of play action, off-the-ball stuff. This guy can play slot. He can play outside. Uh, uh, McCullough can get outside of the – Brian Tannehill can get outside of the pocket. Tennessee will be a great fit. Two AFC South teams. This is a, these last two are more favorable. If I were doing odds, those are lower odd teams. Uh, Eagles, Sean Jackson, another guy, cannot stay healthy, and he's a one-trick pony. He's just a deep route guy. Ashton Jeffrey was hurt last year. They have two tight ends they can rely on in Philadelphia, and that's it. Carson Wentz, another guy, good footwork, can get outside of the pocket like an Antonio Brown. He could get outside of the pocket and get the ball downfield. Antonio Brown is, is uh, like with Ben Roethlisberger, he could cut his route off. He could come back to Carson Wentz. Boom. They're going to need some foul power to hang with that um, with Dallas, and I think they can hang with Dallas. That would be great for Philadelphia. Um, Devin Funchess, by the way, he opted out. He'd look, he'd look for his get-out-of-jail-free card. Didn't want to play with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. This is my favorite. This is my two-to-one, uh, Pickles. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, they're going to double and triple team him. You put a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's still got plenty left in the tank. Aaron Jones can run the football. They never did address the wide receiver issue. You want to make things ease with, with, with the Green Bay Packers? Go out and, 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 and sign Antonio Brown in week eight. You know, uh, you can add live some of his routes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, anybody watch all those Jordy Nelson years? He can does a, he does a lot of stuff off script. He's still got plenty left. He, he, he's got a lot to prove. He's got a big chip on his shoulder. Remember, he made that big comment last week. He said that 
Um, I know my days are numbered here with the Green Bay Packers. Give me a guy like Antonio. You know, Aaron may watch a lot of. I know Antonio Brown watches Sports Scope because I've uh, I've already placed it on here as verified account. Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown. That would be amazing. Uh, I think he catches on quick. Uh, he, he's got the wheels to get out of the pocket. Uh, they're going to be really competitive. This will probably this would ease the tension between him and Matt Lafleur. These are my odds on favorite. Yes, I would take a chance. No nothing, pay nothing, incentive based contract. If you get a highly incentive based contract, that doesn't count against the salary cap. That is something I've learned over the last few years. So, uh, Green Bay, come week eight, you, you, you know you're, you're you're five and three. You're uh, you're you're four and four. You need a spark. Go out and get an Antonio Brown. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is not intimidated by him. I think that would be a great um, pickup there. Okay, NBA. Um, switching sports here. Uh, I'll tell you this. I like I like the virtual fans in the bubble. I like the whole bubble setup. Uh, does not look as bad as Major League Baseball with all the empty seats. You see the people there. Somebody mentioned the other day, looks like NBA 2K. Totally agree with that. Uh, the players seem to be into it. There's no coronavirus. Uh, less players have opted out. Uh, I think the commentators are taking it serious. Uh, I love what the ABC guys are doing, the ESPN guys. Love the setup here. Totally like it. It reminds me of the NCAA conference tournaments because all the games are played in, in like one arena or a few arenas. They all look the same. It's very big, uh, big, uh, big ten ACC like tournament. Uh, the old, the old Big Ten uh, conference and the uh, Big East conference looking uh, that used to be played in Madison Square Garden. That's what it reminds me of. It has a freshness to it. I watched three games yesterday. Two of them were major blowouts. I get it. But I like the whole setup. My thoughts are everybody was putting putting LeBron James and the uh, Lakers in the finals on Thursday after they beat a Clipper team without uh, with two major starters, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. And I noticed that uh, a few days later they lost to the uh, Toronto Raptors. So I still like the Clippers, and I still like the Milwaukee Bucks. I hear that the Milwaukee Bucks have had the less injuries. Uh, they haven't had any COVID issues. They've been clicking on all late from ever, all the reports that I've seen. So, yeah, I still like those two Clippers to still win, even in this bubble-like setting. Uh, could Houston come up and surprise some teams? Because they're not traveling. They're no, there's no travel. So guys like Harden. And Russell Westbrook, their legs are not going to be an issue because they're staying in the same facility. Those could be sleepers. Philadelphia could be a possible sleeper. But I still like the setup. I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I think you adapt and overcome in this world. And I think the NBA did a good job. Kudos to the NBA and kudos to the players. They didn't use this uh, as a cheap way to opt out of your contract. Oh, I missed this other story. Comeback story. Uh, going back to the NFL, told you guys I had a lot to talk about today. Alex Smith, 
Uh, if anybody's seen that injury back in 2018, ironically, it was a Washington Redskin. It was a horrific injury. Very uh, pickles. I know you remember this Joe Theismann like injury. Leg looked deformed, looking uh, very hard to watch. Uh, Alex Smith has been cleared to go back to football duties. He has um, he's had seventeen surgeries, and a lot of you ask, this guy's in his thirty six years old now. Why would he want to do that? It's the same reason that Kobe Bryant, when he tore his Achilles. And, and, and practically carried off the court. I saw, I saw the game. I, I was watching that game. It was a late game. It was against Golden State. I saw a documentary about it. He didn't want that to be the last impression on his career. Adrian Peterson, I remember that game. That was on a Sunday. In De- oh, the Sunday. It was a day game. And, and as a December game, back in 2011, he tore his ACL. And he... And Barkley did the same thing back in 1999. Now, Barkley didn't come back. He worked his butt off to come back, but he, his career was over with. Uh, he had a horrific injury where he was carried off the court. But these players go through this. They don't want that to be their last image. They don't want to be their last memory on court. And Alex Smith, um, like I said, 17 surgeries, worked his way back in. He is still on the roster for Washington, by the way. And, you know, I look at Dwayne Haskins. I know how inconsistent he was. I know about his rumors of lack of work ethic. And I think about that t- team that is now coached by um, Ron Rivera. And I can see Haskins getting off to a rough start, team getting like two and three, two and four, putting a guy like hit this in here. Guy's not going to win you a lot of games deep in the fourth quarter, but this team is set up for a player like Alex Smith to be comeback player of the year. The reason why I say that is they got this guy out of the draft that's perfect for kind of an Alex Smith check down. Uh, this Antonio Gibson, by the way, great fantasy guy, Pickles. Uh, Antonio Gibson ran like a 4-2, 440. Out of Memphis, he's going to be a still at running back. He's a pass-catching machine. This Washington team is not picked to do anything. They have uh, pro football focus. They got one of the best run defensive team, defensive lines in the NFL coming in this year. I think it's like third in the NFL. Remember, they drafted Chase Young with that early draft pick uh, with Ron Rivera. They're going to be pretty good defensively. Now, they've got... A, a possible superstar, Terry McLarkin, at wide receiver. You got a guy that don't make a lot of mistakes like Alex Smith. This guy could uh, he could challenge Dwayne Haskins for that starting job. Could be one of those issues where Haskins proved that he don't have that work ethic. We're going to get a game manager for the rest of the season. Then we're going to hit the reboot button and start over in 2021, and also go out and get a quarterback. Because they've got a new coach, they got a new organization. They're trying to get rid of everything. They got rid of the team name. They have all this scandal. What would be a better story if I'm the ownership and if I'm the coach, general manager, staff of the Washington Redskins to put Alex Smith back in there? Am I in love with Alex Smith as a player? No, but I can see, I can see where this guy may make a big difference there. They said he's okay to do uh, football duties. They got this Cal Allen guy. He's not going to do nothing. 
I could see Alice Smith beating him out. I could see Dwayne Haskins beating himself out, not coming in there ready. Now, Haskins has got the talent to, to make it. I've seen him. I've seen he had, he had some sparks last year. Uh, had some mental errors. Now, it was, was his first year. I get it. I get it. But Alex Smith is a guy who just don't make mistakes. His biggest fear is he's going to be facing himself and trying to get over this injury. But that's what he wants to do. He wants to prove that he can come back and, and go out on his terms, not on the terms of that gruesome injury in that late December game against uh, Houston back in 2018. I did not want to miss that story there. Because I think it's going to be an interesting story going ahead. Boy, I got a great crowd tonight. Thank you. Thank you, um, Periscope. Okay, SEC. I was a little bummed out until I read the whole story. The SEC right now, everybody, will go to uh, – let me make sure I am. The SEC will go to 10 conference games, and they will stay in a conference game schedule only. Um, that's not bad. Uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee, we're not going to see them play. Uh, we're not going to see USC and Alabama play. However, there's got to be two more games added to the uh, SEC conference. So I was reading Alabama is going to there, – there's not going to be no Murray State. There's not going to be no MTSU, Alabama 64 to nothing in the third quarter and, you're, and, and, and the, uh, the starters are out. They have to play real teams this year, okay? Alabama, there's rumored that possibly they can play Va uh, Florida, which would be a great game, and then they'll play Vanderbilt. You know, they'll run Vanderbilt off the off the field, but it's better than watching uh, nobody state. You know, it's better than uh, it's better than watching those type of games. Uh, Tennessee's looking to possibly play LSU and Auburn. Uh, that, that, that's that's going to be bad for Tennessee. But I tell you what, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch that over, uh, no offense to Central Arkansas, but it's Central Arkansas. You know, you know, guys, we can't something, We can't control everything in life. I understand. I would love just not have the coronavirus, but it is what it is. You know, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. It, it, it's better than nothing. It, 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 no cupcakes. You know, it, it's all SEC. And quite frankly, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin are in the two Mississippi schools. I would love to see more Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, okay? Uh, you can say what you want to. They both are, uh, they got their little quirky personalities. You know, a lot, a lot of people want to choke uh, Lane Kiffin more than Mike Leach. Some people want to choke Mike Leach. He's a little odd, but the guys can coach. And I want to see them play more SEC teams. I want to see them play the East more. Uh, I want to see more of Texas A&M. I want to see more of, of, of Missouri. Uh, it's going to be a good year. So keep your head up, everybody. We're not going to see Oklahoma, Tennessee. We're not going to see USC. Oh, and by the way, Notre Dame, they're playing ACC. They're going to get to play. North Carolina is going to have a pretty good team. Obviously, Clemson. So Notre Dame is not going to get washed out. That's good. Now, it's supposed to be one year, but uh, kudos to Notre Dame. And the ACC for getting that. And kudos to the SEC, who's got two more games that we don't know yet about. Two more conference games. Staying in the SEC. Okay. Harvey Updike. Okay, we talked a lot about police brutality and all this. Uh, you know, and I told you all about crazy people who do not need a badge and a gun. 
you know. And this guy, Harvey Updike, if you don't remember, remember this, Pickles? This was the nutcase guy that called the Paul Feinbaum show in 2010 and said that uh, he was so upset about the day after Thanksgiving in the Iron Bowl, Auburn with Cam Newton came back from 24 down to beat uh, to beat Alabama in Alabama. And he was holding his mouth. He was so excited. That sealed his Heisman fate. That game, this guy needs to be in the Auburn. If he's not Cam Newton, you can say what you want to. I don't know what they paid it. I don't know. But he should be in the Auburn Football Hall of Fame for that comeback. I was at work. A friend of mine was a big Alabama fan. He was upset with me. A guy I work with, taking it personal. This guy was 61 years old. Harvey Updike was a former Texas State trooper. This is a guy you don't need to get. This is a guy that you don't need in um, with a badge and a gun. You're 61 years old. You call up the Paul Fonbon show, and you say that you have poisoned the Auburn trees that they toilet paper after an Alabama win or after big wins. And, of course, the rest is history. This guy got put in jail at 70, uh, 70 days in jail. Had to pay 800000 in restitution. He only paid $6,900 of it. But I'll tell you what. This is – it was an iconic game. And, and enough to tick this guy off the poison the trees and get put in jail, which was just ridiculous. But say what you want to about Cam Newton. That was one of the single best seasons of any one football player I've ever seen. It's got to be up there. They were undefeated. They, they, they came back 24-0 against a legendary coach and, and Nick Saban. Uh, they beat a really, really good Oregon team in the national championship game that year. He deserved to be the number one pick. He deserved to get the Heisman that year. They had a really good – they didn't have the best defense in the world that year. They had a really good defensive tackle. I can't remember his name. Pickles, I know you remember this guy. Uh, played really well. He got drafted by Detroit. It was him on defense, on the defensive line, and it was Cam Newton, and and, and, and that was it. I mean, it, everybody kind of fed off that momentum. But this guy finally passed away, Harvey Updike. And, you know, we talk about police brutality and stuff. That's the kind of guy. Nick Fairley, yes. Yeah, Nick. Now, he never played up to that potential that I thought he was going to be in the NFL. I thought he was going to be like a Dominican Sue type of player. And Dominican Sue, say what you want, was a real solid NFL player. You know, I thought this guy was going to be like Albert Hainsworth, who played with University of Tennessee um, in his heyday. Nick Fairley was off the chart that year. He lived in the backfield. When you needed a big play on defense, Nick Fairley made the big play on defense. When he needed a big play on offense, whether it was through running or through passing, they had a pretty good running back that year too, and I can't remember his name, but he made it. Um, things happen. And I'm thinking, who is this kid? He was a transfer from junior college. And then before that, he stole a laptop and got kicked out of Florida. You know, if um, Urban Meyer would have, would have solved 
how good this guy would have been. He, he, he would be sitting there with four national championships instead of three because he would have won another one with Cam Newton. So, anyways, um, I thought that was an interesting story. It uh, tells you how, you know, sports, is it, it, it's entertainment. You know, it's not life. And for this guy to, I thought that, you know, I thought this guy had mental problems or, or he was a, was a kid, a college kid. He, he was a he was a sixty one year old former Texas State Trooper. That's the kind of guy that don't need a don't need a badge and a gun. But it was a great game, great memories there. But anyways, everybody, you you got about fifty minutes out of me. Got a had a heck of a show uh, running ninety miles an hour here. If you like the show, retweet it. Uh, hashtag Sports Scope. You can find me on Twitter at rbutler seven twenty three. Uh, Facebook. Look for the sports, S-K-O-P-E. Uh, if you like the pod, you want to listen to the podcast, I'm recording it right now. Spotify, anywhere you want to listen to your podcast, you can listen to some of the old archives and some of the old takes and uh, get everything going there. Thank you, Pickles. I was really on a roll today. Had a had a rough rough show last week. I didn't get as many views, I thought, but I got a feeling this one's going to uh, completely obliterate last week's. I got under a thousand views. I like to stay a thousand and above. Uh, I know I'm gonna go way over that because I, I see a lot of people popping on and off here. So have a good week, everybody. I will be back next week, uh, pending something crazy around 7 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope. Thank you, thank you, Periscope. Let's see. Thank you, podcast. And it looks like I'm clear now.